0: welcome to vicious whispers with mark Tullius, your source for horror sci-fi suspense and all things violent thank you so much for joining me today on vicious whispers with mark Tullius. today at the end of the episode i guess i will read a death scene from trenton's Diet death fest I said last week i would just man i'm recording this shit friday afternoon well friday morning then I'm gonna have to edit it, then I still need to do a newsletter, but whatever. I promised it, so I will deliver. Plus, I'm enjoying it. I will read chapter two. I think you guys will have fun as well. There's some shit I wanna talk about, though. Yeah, it's a definitely been an interesting week. Before anything else, let's keep this shit positive. I wanna talk about Death Fest, because that is the book that just came out. Try Not to Die at Death Fest. The paperback and the Kindle are now out. I haven't started the audiobook process yet, I'm trying to decide whether or not I'm going to read this one myself. I think I will. Not positive, but pretty sure. But I also don't need another project because holy shit, I've been just adding on projects and projects and projects like new Try Not to Die ideas with different co-authors. Even just yesterday, there's like a Try Not to Die in Australia one being developed. We're talking about it. So who knows? But I'm adding my shit all the time. I will get to the audiobook. I just got to figure that out. So that released on Wednesday. I appreciate everyone that has read, reviewed, all that. That has been awesome. I think right now there's like five reviews on Amazon. And I should have I been better about asking for reviews early. On Goodreads, I think we have 12, which is awesome. That's super helpful. It's off to a good start. But I haven't run that many ads. I haven't been doing much for it yet. This will be the first weekend that it's out. So I'll make a little bit of a push this week. But yeah not always an easy thing to do Anyhow, before all that i want to talk about why this book is important i just realized you know i've had 18 books so why is this one special you know it's smaller than a lot of them not a very big book but it's because it's about metal and which has been such a big part of my life for so long it was the first music that i was drawn to as a little kid and really a lot of my identity was probably tied to it maybe a little bit too much but. Metal music has meant the world to me. Also to my co-author, Glenn, the same for him. So it was awesome to be able to write a book about a heavy metal concert. Two things that made it super cool. Uh, one is my friend McCor, his son, Luke, is the one who wrote the majority of the lyrics for this, that appear in this book. He wrote all the lyrics for the 11 songs that are appearing in the very best of the Death best. Not sure if he's gonna write the other four. We're deciding on that. But how cool is that, that someone was able to pop right in knock out all these songs many of the lyrics being used in this book so thank you very much luke that is awesome and the core for setting that up the other really cool thing is that jose mangan is in this book he is one of my favorite djs i think he's incredible for just such a source of positivity especially in the metal community and i really appreciate the messages i was hearing when i had my daughter and i was listening to metal in the car and sometimes feeling bad I'm like oh my kids little is this a bad thing you know and just making me feel better about it and exposing them to all kinds of music but mainly fucking metal because that's what i love my daughter likes a lot of it some of it she doesn't care for lots of it she doesn't and my son is the same way but that's cool it was i just appreciate him for having that positive message that metal is a cool thing it's a good thing it's a positive thing doesn't you know, it doesn't deserve that stigma. I don't know if this book is going to help that stigma or not, but so far people reading it are enjoying it. But I think that's just such a cool thing to have someone that I look up to. I admire him and I think he's got the fucking best job ever. So how cool was that? That I was able to include him in the book a little bit. He's the concerts MC. He has a couple of small appearances, but some of the choices you make in the book could either let you save his life or die by his knife. So how cool is that? Thank you, Jose, for agreeing to being in the book. Um, And as a little thank you to him, and because I think it's just a badass thing for him to do, I am donating, my wife and I donate some money to his charity, Headbang for Science. I don't know if you guys can see that, but at the back of my book, there's also an advertisement for Headbang for Science. This scholarship award is open to all high school seniors, undergrads, and grad students who identify as a metalhead and designed to encourage study in the healthcare field and physical sciences eligible applicants must have a minimum 3 3.0 gpa financial need and a deep passion for heavy metal music yeah so even if you could just make a small donation how cool would that be i really wish it was headbang for the arts but i'll talk to him about that jose maybe we can make a headbang for the arts one too why leave out artists man we're Fucking important right but that's super cool Headbang for science again Jose Mankin, thank you so much for appearing in the book, being part of it. Super honored to have you in it. Makes it super cool for me. All right, now let's go into something else. So this book is definitely important to me. It's important to Glenn. He reminded me in a post that it's been, I think, nine years in the making. So it took us nine years to finally get this thing done. And he blamed it. He said it was on his mental health struggles. And I was like, hmm, I was like, I've had a lot of mental health struggles. I wrote a book on it, TBRCTE, talking about you know my depression, all these other things, all the things that I've struggled with, plus just life and everything else. But what I think is badass, what I think we should be super proud of is we got it done despite that. So we stayed after it. We got it done. This was supposed to be book two in the series. I think. Yeah, I think it was probably 2013 when we decided to write it. I think I met Glenn because he really liked 25 Perfect Days. I like to short stories. We said, and we both knew that we love metal. 25 Perfect Days starts with a quote from Slipknot, I believe, from uh, All Hope is Lost. That's the epigram. So we connected there, took us all this time, but now we have it. And now, in addition to having this book, we are having Death Best Confessions, which is going to be fucking awesome, where I have 15 authors from around the world that are writing short stories based off of this event. They are each one of the band members. These stories are awesome. I had to take a break yesterday when I was reading the one from uh, Damon. Holy shit, it is an awesome story. I Really enjoyed it. But there's a scene in there I was like, oh my god. I you was know, like, I just had eaten breakfast. I loved it. Though. Everything about it was perfect. So love it. And that's like, I didn't need to touch that story. I'm passing it on to the editor. I'm passing it on to Lindsay and gonna have her deal with it. And then I'll read it again. But now nah, it's a it's a good story. Another awesome story I just read was uh, from Zachary Ashford read his yesterday uh horrible day for a curse i believe it's called not and it's funny it's great it's so cool to see these authors creating these entire bands out of nothing some of these bands that they're writing about did not appear in death fest you know all it is is the you know the, the name and what glenn and i had in mind and what they were kind of loosely based off so i'm giving these guys permission i'm asking them to do me a favor and to make these bands so that's fucking awesome to have that coming out. You know, it was really cool and encouraging to see people sharing, trying not to die at Death Fest, all of that. But all right, here's an inside look. So I still put out some videos that day, and I probably looked happy. I, I did one with Derek the Demon. Probably looked happy. Man, I was forcing that shit. When it comes around to uh, release days, book launches, there have been times with Unlocking the Cage where I completely shut everything down prior to it, and I shut. I shut down all social media. I closed down my first podcast. I just went into a dark place. Um, And I don't want to say that the book release is what triggered it. I tried to examine and figure out what it is and if it's a fear of failure or what. But all I know is it does occur. I was hoping that this one would be different. But no, Wednesday, I was like, fuck. You know, I didn't want to look at anything online. I knew it was all going to be positive stuff about the book. I knew it was going to be doing well. I knew it would get some cool rankings. But I still didn't want to do anything about it. I didn't want to make a post. I didn't want to read reviews. I didn't want to share reviews. I didn't want to fucking do anything. I just, you know, I was feeling kind of depressed. But what I did, I went and I trained first thing Wednesday morning, which was awesome. Went to Coach West's class, learning a lot. But he asked me, he's like, hey, are you going to compete soon? And he mentioned that there was one on Saturday that he was probably going to do. Why not? I think I've always kind of been that person who was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. So it's something I'd wanted to do. I was supposed to do it a month ago. The whole team kind of backed out because of injuries. I haven't really been training that hard. My conditioning sucks. I still uh, get a little panicky if I'm put in a bad position. But I was like, yeah, it'll be good for me. We have to drive to San Diego. But making that decision that definitely helped. So now I'm not so worried about maybe being a little bit depressed or whatever. Because now it's in my head like, oh shit! Now I got to think about training. I'm gonna go back tonight and train with my wife. and so I did that, went to Coach Art's class, had a nice, easy training session with my wife, learned some awesome stuff. I did a pretty good, it wasn't jujitsu, jitsu but it was a good workout here. Thursday morning, yoga, moving, jujitsu jitsu related in the sauna. Then had a good workout Thursday night with my wife again. Really enjoy that. Um, yeah, I think that's helped our relationship a bunch. It only makes us stronger. It's a, it's a good thing, positive thing, a fun thing. She's an excellent coach. I often feel like I don't, I don't remember the moves. I know I feel like I don't know shit about jiu-jitsu, but she's able to help me walk through it. And then by the time it's, or it's time to roll, then I'm feeling much better, more confident. So I enjoy that. And then another good workout today. Now I'm in a much better place. So it just got me through it. You know, whether it was just being distracted and or I think it's really, I just need to be driven towards something. I need to have something more positive. I need to be thinking about something else. I'm not going to be worried about how I'm feeling plus just how much better I feel moving my body, you know, that alone, just the exercise alone. So even if it's just going for a walk or whatever you're able to do, I think that is huge, especially if you're dealing with some mental health stuff. I think it's good for everybody, of course, but uh, yeah, especially if you're struggling. So I am competing tomorrow. Gonna, And this is the hard part. It's like, man, I really enjoy my weekends, especially after a rough week. Like one thing that's been killing me too is my sleep has been terrible this week because of the hard exercise, because of being dehydrated, not really thinking about it, not taking any electrolytes in. I've been having some severe, severe leg cramps where I have to sleep on the couch. And holy shit, like last night was just brutal. Fucking, I don't want that to happen again. I went in, out and got, finally got electrolytes this morning, drank a bunch. And then I had ordered some other ones that are coming in today. So yeah, that's been shitty. But I forget why I even mentioned that. There's probably a reason, but. I don't know. It just was brutal. Feel bad for me. Yeah, that's it. That's what I want. I'm not going to ask you to feel bad for the guy that's living his dream and writing books with friends and just making some cool shit and enjoying life as a uh, stay-at-home dad that's able to spend time with his kids. So don't feel bad for me. I'm um, incredibly grateful for what I have. And if I have a couple little uh, pains at night, uh, yeah, not a big fucking deal. Right? All right, you know what? Let's just get to it. I still have a lot of stuff to do, but let's get to the story. Try not to die at Death Fest. If you could leave a review, that would be amazing. It'd be super helpful on Goodreads. And if you left one there, also on Amazon, that's incredible for sales. Just that proof, you know, right now, five reviews, like, oh, probably his friends. Like, shit, that's what, for the first, I generally don't trust a book until it's had more than 30 reviews, because especially if it has a high rating because those are probably the author's friends, you know, that happens a lot, especially like with first time authors. So I'm always wary of that. Now I've, I've been I've been tricked a couple of times, but no more. But then again, lots of my books have less than 30 reviews. So I need you guys to help me out. Please, please, please. Yeah, if you have read A Try Not to Die, it'd be incredibly helpful if, and not just Try Not to Die, Death Fest. So if you have read any book, any Try Not to Die, any of those books, if you were to leave a review, recommend it, any of that stuff, huge for me, because I do not do a good job on my own, I'm so busy, you know, and there's no excuse, but really, I am, you know, I'm pouring myself into either jiu-jitsu, or I'm busy with the kids, and then when it comes time to my writing, instead of even just doing my own writing, I'm like, okay, yeah, let's do this, and let's do this, and let's do this, and I'm thinking about the fair, the book fair, then I'm thinking about so a lot of shit going on right now. So again, no excuses, but that's why the more I can rely on readers or fans or whatever friends to help me out, the better it is. So I do sincerely appreciate it. Same thing with the podcast. Podcast is something I never push, something I never advertise. Not sure why, but... Again, any help there is appreciated. It's one of my, you know, I know I am very aware of my limitations in life as a husband, as a father, or like different things I wish were a little bit different or that I've been working on. In the business side of things, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I realize I have a deficiency there, but it will get fixed. And right now there's really, there hasn't been the necessity now that I'm growing, I have to be smarter with the business and think about what I'm doing and be careful financially and all that stuff. But I'm incredibly grateful to be here. So grateful that people have trusted me. Duncan Ralston had an awesome post today about his career and how it started. And there are so many similarities, you know, And but he mentioned in there too about how it took him a long time to uh, trust someone. And, uh, you know, he trusted me with GhostLine and, and how incredible that has been for me for the series too and uh, yeah I just enjoy working with like those all the experiences i've had with co-authors have been awesome having anyone trust me with their work even for these short stories i know what it is like to submit something and then submitting something that's very specific and where you know i, I could have some demanding guidelines or whatever um but yeah the stories are all awesome i think it's cool i think it's great to be able to work with people They're trusting me that I'm going to stick around, put together a good book. Their stuff isn't going to be wasted. And uh, I love that collaboration. So let's get to it. This one, again, I always feel bad too. Lots of reviews. People say they'll mention me in the writing, especially on this one, where really this book would not have happened if it weren't for Glenn. I can't remember which one of us came up with the idea of the concert, but it might have been him. Like So many of these bands were him. So... Death scenes, him. You know, this was definitely a collaboration. Try not to die at Ghostland. No, well, that shit was Duncan. Duncan wrote that main story. I helped edit it. I helped come up with some ideas. uh Different books are created differently. This one, total collaboration. Thank you very much, Glenn. Couldn't have done it without you. So let's get to it. Let's read the next scene. Where were we? All right. This was the end of chapter one. I recorded it last week if you want to hear it, or you can pick up the Kindle or paperback copy at Amazon. All right, it yeah. ends by Kyle saying, come on, man, you want to sit in traffic all day or go to Death Fest? All right, so do you listen to Kyle or do you stick to your rep? What do you think you should do? I would listen to my friend. I mean, he is the one who bought the tickets, so that'd be kind of fucked up not to, right? Get there late, miss the concert. Don't want that to happen. Not sure how many of you picked that, but let's see what happens when you go to it. All right, here we go. Seeing how Kyle pay paid... see? Seeing how Kyle paid for the tickets, I say we should listen to him. Luna takes the off ramp, makes a ride at the light. Tess pulls an earbud out. Where are we going? she asks. Her first words since getting in the car. Don't we want to stay on six eighty? Relax, Kyle says. We're cutting across town to get around the construction. Through North Omaha, Tess says, Sound like it's a terrible idea. What's the matter? Afraid we're going past Hummel Park? Tess shoves him. You're such a jerk. Luna switches into the left lane to get past the bus stopped in ours. What's so funny? She asks Kyle. Albinos, he says. He opens his mouth wide and pretends to bite Tess. Cannibal albinos. Luna slows us to a crawl, both lanes barely moving. What the hell are you guys talking about? The three of us grew up in Lincoln and know the local lore, but not Luna. It's just a silly old horror story, I tell her. Don't worry. There's no albino colony in Hummel Park. Oh, there most definitely is, Kyle says. I turn around to glare at him, but he's grinning ear to ear. He winks at me. Listen, Luna, just stay close to Jerry here and you'll be fine. I've seen him take out eight albinos all at once. Army of one, this guy. I sigh and face the front. I'm not worried about albinos, you dumb shits, Tess says. But you know how many shootings they have over there? Just last month, they found a guy with his throat slit. No motive except he was white. Might have had some money on him. I don't buy that for a second. It's not random, especially not here. That guy was probably into some bad shit and paid the price, I say. Yep, Kyle says. A couple of the bigger gangs have been trying to stake out their local turf in the last few years. It's this, Tess says, sticking her finger at the traffic. This is why we stay on the highway. My bad, Kyle says, looking at his phone. Red for the next two miles, overturned tractor blocking lanes. So turn around, Luna asks. We all say yes, but there are two oncoming lanes to our left with 10 feet of grass between us. Nowhere to turn in sight. Just four by over the median, Kyle tells her. Luna leans to her left and cranes her neck. You pay if I get pulled over? Of course. Thanks to the trees, all I can see is about 20 yards up the other side of the highway. No way Luna can see much more than me. I don't know how safe this is. Of course you don't, Kyle says, because you don't got no balls. That doesn't make any sense, but whatever. The yellow Civic flies by in the lane closest to us, a red truck a second behind it. Luna checks her mirrors. Hold on. She eases onto the berm and across the grass. The other side is too deep, except for a small section not far from the trees. She gets us as close to the concrete as we can, then angles my side mirror so she can see if anyone's coming. She sits back and grips the wheel, takes another peek at the mirror. All clear? Big rig, lane one. Lane two's clear. Luna guns it onto the highway. Our end nearly fishtailing into the big rig coming at us. There's a flash in the mirror. A black Camaro switching lanes, flying right for us. No time to... Good job you should not have listened to kyle i don't know what the hell you were thinking but uh, yeah so way to get everyone killed i'm guessing everyone died in that one maybe not but most likely at that speed sure all right let's see what would happen if you did the smart thing hurry kyle tells luna you got to get over i pull down the visor and slide open the mirror so i can see kyle there's no reason to risk it just stay on the 680 luna Even with a little standstill traffic, we'll get there with plenty of time. Luna nods and tells Kyle she's staying put. Fine, whatever. But we better not miss Death Rose. Kyle Kyle squeezes my neck nearly hard enough to hurt. Or I will personally beat the shit out of you in retribution. Yeah, okay, buddy. Because I'll just have to risk it. I don't know, Kyle, Luna says. I like his chances. Especially with me and Tess backing him up. Death Rose plays late anyway, I say. They're a headliner. I really don't think we need to worry about it. You just want to spend more time sitting next to Luna. It's okay, Jerry, Luna says, patting my thigh. I understand. People like me. I'm charming. Traffic creeps for the next couple of miles, but Kyle is right about me not wanting to hurry. Luna's just so cool and cute and funny, and I want to learn as much about her as possible. It turns out we have a lot in common. We both like a lot of the same television shows and books, and we even have archaeology together. A write-off class I'm taking to pat out this semester crazy. I hadn't noticed her in there before. It's a little after 1130 when we pull into the makeshift parking lot that used to be a cornfield. The festival grounds are situated between tall wooded bluffs rising to the east and the Missouri River to the west. The sun is almost directly overhead, and I wish I had brought some sunscreen. Finally, Tess shouts as she takes off her headphones. I thought that ride would never end. Tess always turns the volume up when she's using headphones, and we can hear a driving metal beat playing for a moment before she stops the music on her phone. It wasn't that bad, I say. I thought it went pretty quickly, actually. Tess tosses her hair and unkinks her neck with a roll of her head. Of course you did. You and Luna were up there making moon eyes at each other the whole time. I'm surprised you didn't drive us into a telephone pole with how much she was oogling you. My face is growing warm and probably turning red. Moon eyes? What are you, 80? Luna says, My name's Luna, dingus. Jokes are funnier when you explain them, Tess says. Jokes are also better when they're funny, I say. Luna moans like she's eating something delicious. Tess said you were cute, but when you blush, my heart goes all aflutter. I catch Kyle's eye in the rearview mirror. Tess? Both of us said it, really. We're here to help, he says, slapping me on the shoulder. He leans over the seat and whispers in my ear loud enough for everyone to hear. Don't worry. I brought enough rubbers for five football teams. Boys, your ass going to be sore tonight, Luna says. That's quite some pounding you're expecting. Kyle gives a fake laugh. That's enough, this cutesy bullshit. This is death best. Get your game faces on, folks. Luna, let's park this heap and get to it. Hey, don't call my baby a heap. And was I supposed to be parking? I thought we would just drive around this field all day and go back home. Head to the left, he says. We'll find a spot close to the gate so we can get the show on the road. Screw that, Tess says. Park at the far end of the field. There'll be plenty of spaces there. it will be faster than circling around looking for a space up front. Kyle nudges her. Shut up, Tess. I do not want to walk clear across this damn field. It's like 90 degrees outside. You need to get inside and get in the shade. It's unseasonably hot today and there's no shade in the parking lot. But Tess tells him not to be such a sissy. Plus, Luna says, turning right, a little exercise isn't going to kill you. Kyle says, okay, I see how today's going to be. We make our way down the aisle, the car bouncing over the bumpy and rutted earth. It doesn't look like they wasted much money on parking accommodations, that's for sure. But it's not long before I point to an open parking spot on the left and say, I don't know, Kyle. I think today's gonna be pretty damn awesome. It's still like a half mile hike. Luna pulls into the spot and parks. Then let's do it. They keep arguing in the back, only getting louder. Luna and I slip out of the vehicle and walk around to the back of the car, leaning against the rear bumper. After all that cool air conditioning, the heat is oppressive, and I'm getting pissed they're holding us up. I mind a little less when I glance at Luna, see her grin. I keep up the conversation and block out the bickering. So how are you doing in Jenkins' class? She smiles. Third semester in a row with straight A's. In all your classes? Luna nods, looks a bit embarrassed, but I can tell she's proud. Wow, I only have a B- B-minus average, I say, even though it's probably more like a C. Well, pay attention. Maybe you'll learn a thing or two, she says with a wink. Oh, I'm paying attention. Tess and Kyle finally emerge from the back seat, still arguing. Luna pops open the tailgate, hands out our backpacks, and we begin the trek across the hard-packed dirt to the entrance gates. A little closer, I could almost make out the music walking over from the festival grounds. Probably could if it weren't for their arguing. Hey, Kyle, I say, trying to distract him. I should have killed you in your crib, yells at Tess. I'll let it go. Make me slut. I try to ignore it. The closer we get to the grounds, the more people surround us as we're herded toward the security lines. Kyle and Tess are practically screaming at each other and have exchanged a few slaps, shoves, and kicks. The crowd grows thicker as people point at the siblings, a couple cheering them on. Luna and I tell them to calm down and knock it off, but those two are blind and deaf to the world when they're going at it like this. We're less than a football field away from the mass of people waiting at the gates and we're passing security guards stationed in pairs. It's the two police officers in the golf cart up ahead that worry me. The shorter one is pointing out Kyle to his partner, an older guy with a leather face. The old guy takes a sip from his water bottle and screws on the top, his eyes glued to us. Even from here, it's obvious this guy is in a foul mood. He says something into the radio on his shoulder and heads our way. I tap Kyle's arm and point out the cops, but he ignores me. I tap a little harder, still nothing. Finally, I smack him upside the head. Ow, what gives, dude? You're attracting some unwanted attention, a nod toward the cops. Some people would say there's no such thing, Kyle says, grinning. Please don't, dude, be cool. The cops walk right up to us. Is there a problem here? Leatherface asks. Yeah, Kyle says, some pigs are ruining our Saturday. That's the problem. Way to be cool. With the shouting stopped, I recognize the music being played over the loudspeakers. It's death roasts. Well, at least kyle got to hear them because it looks like he's about to land us in jail oh shit! what are you gonna do all right do you let kyle talk his way out of it that's one choice or do you take off with luna or do you step in and apologize so let kyle talk his way out of it take off with luna step in and apologize don't be a little bitch. all right or or be one you make a choice try not to die a death vest find out the correct answer by reading ahead You pick up the paperback or the Kindle now on Amazon. Check it out. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate the support. Hopefully, I will report back next week with some positive news about my tournament. All right, guys. Later.